What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here. You know it. Your host with the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. You are getting an extra piece of bonus content this week. I like to do this on keynotes because there's so much happening around the keynote, but I also love talking to the people that are there. My good buddy, Rich DeMuro. You know him from KTLA, richontech.tv. You can also check out his podcast, I talked to him about the experience of being there. We talked about everything from iPad Pros to USB-C. So check it out. Uh, Also, yes, I had a little technical difficulties where I was using my computer mic instead of my actual mic plugged in. It happens. It's the first time it happened. Thank goodness my Max mic is good enough. I was disappointed because I'm trying to give you like those sweet, sultry sounds like that. All right, here you go. Here's our interview with Rich DeMiro. All right, I'm here with the uh, my favorite man, myth, and legend, Rich DeMiro. You might recognize him from such sites as Rich on Tech, the podcast, KTLA. Rich, um, you're always doing so many things. What what aren't you doing? I'm just trying to keep up with you, Brian. Oh, come on. Really? Really? <laughs> No, here's the thing. Here's the way I see it. So, you know, I'm on TV on a daily basis on KTLA, but that's only like two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So my idea is I get a big story for that, but then I kind of chop it up and, you know, give it to people in different ways. So maybe you see it on Facebook. Maybe you see it on my podcast. Maybe you see it on my website, richontech.tv. Yep. So it's just the reality is I'm just trying to reach everyone that may not be able to tune in at exactly the time I'm on TV every day. Man, I mean – we are both hustling and I've, you know, Rich and I go way, way back. And so it's always a pleasure. Just thank you so much for, you know, coming on the show. And we wanted to talk about obviously the Apple keynote. You, what, do you even know how many of these things you've been to? Uh, you know, I used to keep all the little lanyards that they give you, <laughs> but then my wife really has a problem with that. She calls me a hoarder. So <laughs> my idea is to just have them blanket my walls one day, but uh, yeah, I'm not winning that battle. I don't know, a bunch, but uh, every one of them is unique. Every one of them is different. This one was in New York, in Brooklyn, and uh, it was different because it was in, you know, Brooklyn, New York. So mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to be in a different place. You're not at the Apple headquarters, a place I hadn't really been before. I mean, I've been to Brooklyn, but not at the Brooklyn Academy of Music. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. You know, it has a different vibe no matter where you are, right? Yeah, I mean, when watching it, the, the interesting thing that I always find is like, right, we're watching it externally through the stream you're inside and what i've the first thing that stuck out to me when i was watching it is that tim cook was like i don't know if you felt this but he was like extra super giddy or just really extra amped did you sense that when you were there inside the absolutely i think it was a combination of the fact that you know he had a couple of products it's not the iphone so number Mm -hmm. one he can relax just a little bit right these products (laughs) are important but they're not the iPhone. So, I mean, the iPhone is like the world is watching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these products, it's like, it's they're great. And of course, it, it adds some solid bottom line to Apple and what they do, but it's not as in your face, right? So I think that's part of it. And then the other part is that they had a whole bunch of like, you know, the New York element of all their, you know, they always invite a bunch of their employees there, like the store employees and stuff to like kind of sit in. And uh, I think those guys were just, they were totally crazy. It was unlike anything I've ever seen. Like right out of the gates, it was loud. And you could tell he was even kind of like, he was like, whoa, he was like, whoa. And then it, it kind of like kept on amping his like energy up. Uh, at the keynote, well, he said at one point, he said at one point that he was moving to New York. <laughs> so right, we got to hold right. him to that. 
<laughs> we'll see if that actually happens. Uh, you know, they talked to iPad Pro, MacBook Air, Mac Mini. We'll, we'll touch upon those. Just personally, was there one for you that matters the most? I know the iPad Pro kind of gets all the shine, but w- was that the star for you or was or was it not? Um, the thing I want the most is the iPad Pro, but the thing that I think would be the most utilitarian in my life is the Mac Mini because I've sort of had my eye on one of those for a long time. And I, I love the fact that I can have this as sort of my personal server in my house. I can use it on my desk. There's a million different things you can do with that little tiny device. But the fact is, when I saw that price tag, yeah. I was like, because I was really thinking at a point, I was like, oh, how much is this thing going to be? There's no way they're going to do it at $499 like they used to. Mm-hmm. Okay, $599, sure. My Synology, I've got like a little NAS set up, network <laughs> attached storage. I'm like, that was like maybe $300, $400. Yeah. But, you know, $800 just for starters, I'm like, ah, oh, that kills me. And then I want to get that two terabyte drive inside, which is like $1,600 extra dollars. So, uh, Brian, I'm out. No <laughs> yeah, and you know what's interesting? You're like a lot of people who were kind of figuring it was going to be a little more, like like you said, back in the day, and we knew it was going to be a little more, but I even, just for fun, I did this calculation saying, okay, the f- four years ago, the last time they upgraded it, it was four ninety nine. I was like, okay, I looked up what the rate of inflation was, and I know that the parts, <laughs> right, the parts inside are going to be different, and I don't expect them to adhere to, oh, it's going to be, Four ninety nine. So with inflation, let's just say the rate of inflation from 2014 to now, it was 6.63%. So four ninety nine today would be equivalent to $532, okay, $532. But we're talking about 800 bucks. I mean, they always touted this as the most affordable Mac. And we've kind of seen this trend not only for the Mac mini, right? The iPhone kind of set that precedent of the $999 iPhone. Everyone was kind of freaking out about it. But we're still buying it, right? And so until we stop buying these things, I I kind of expect those prices to stay in check. I, I think the Mac Mini is going to be one of those reality checks where they might have to bring it down a little bit, at least the entry level. I'm okay with all these options for making them you know, super beefy and go as high as you want. But at least just to get your foot in the door, th- that's a lot to ask for. Well, yeah, because now you're getting up into, you know, you can get an iMac with everything yeah. for just, you know, what, like an iMac, what, starts at like eleven ninety nine or yeah. $1,200? Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking a $400 more, you get a beautiful screen, you get a mouse, you get a keyboard, <laughs> um, you know, you do, and you probably get more storage and stuff on board. I haven't compared the specs, but I'm just thinking, you know, usually with the desktop, you kind of get more than a, a smaller uh, computer like that or laptop, of course. But the reality is, Brian, we've seen price increases now across the board with mm-hmm. every Apple product that has come out new, uh, starting with the iPhone. Remember that thing used to be 649. Yeah. Um, now, I remember all the way back, Brian, I'm bringing it back to like Let's 2007. Back, okay. I remember <laughs> buying my iPhone. And uh, by the way, CNET split it halvesies with me. So kudos <laughs> to that. And I they took care of you it. back then. They took care of you a little bit back yeah, then. Yeah, they totally took care of me. I was like, yeah, I was like, Mark, my boss, I was like, can I please uh, split this with you? He's like, yeah, sure. And I did videos that made them a lot of money, so it's all good. But the reality is I think that was $600, which seemed like a crazy amount of money oh, yeah. back then. But I remember I got a $100 gift card because remember Steve Jobs yep. came out and said like, all right, this was too expensive. We're going to yep. give you guys like 100 bucks back. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that with the Mac Mini, but that's the reality is that Apple is very aggressive with pricing, but the reality is they know what they got. The engineering is not cheap. What they do with these products, you can tell every time I get an Apple product in hand, you can tell that it was 
it was looked over more mm-hmm. so than any other product I get, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just apparent. That's where that money's going to. Plus big events like that and all the other, you know, it takes a lot of money to run that company. Oh, no. And also, like, I remember waiting in line for that, you know, that first iPhone. And I remember being, right, there was a point where they said, okay, we're going to lower the price, drop it. I think they dropped it. Didn't they drop it actually $200 at that time? I think and, so. Yeah, but, it, was a, it was a significant drop. They dropped to 200, but then people like you and I who waited in line for the very first iPhone because we're like, oh, we got to get this thing. They, I think after they made that announcement, people were kind of pissed and then that had already bought it. And then they're like, okay, okay, we'll give you a $100 gift card. We're not going to give you 200 off because it's been like a month and a half or two, but we'll give you $100 off. I don't think, you know, at least for something like the Mac mini that isn't this first product ever, you know, they knew it was going to be a game changer. There, we will, I'll just let people know, even if you do buy a Mac Mini, you're not going to see a $50, $10 gift card coming back to you. You're not going to see anything like that these days. No, that does not happen. But but man, I really, what my Brian, my ultimate dream with my photo collection, which is just everywhere. So mm-hmm. I've never deleted like a backup of my photo collection. So I literally have it in like quadruplicates all over my house on like <laughs> different hard drives, I've got some in Flickr, which is a huge problem now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, man, so you got that. You know, I'm just kind of kidding. I don't really think I have any there. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I've got them in Google Photos. I've got them all over, like, OneDrive because I don't want to delete anything. Any JPEG or movie file is never getting deleted, right? So my goal <laughs> is to literally merge all of these onto that nice two-terabyte hard drive on the Mac Mini Go through with Gemini, which is that duplication program. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. find all the duplicates, trash those, and finally fresh upload them all to Google Photos or even iCloud. I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I have a nice decision to make at that point. You know, but right now it's just so messy. But I can't, I can't flunk down that two sixteen hundred bucks just for the hard drive upgrade. I think it was. Yeah, and I get it. It's a solid. I think they said right. Part of that is because it's solid state drive. But I, some part of me says, do you? at least how people view and perceive the Mac mini, do you really need to put a solid state drive in there? I, I mean, well, just, that's the other thing. I mean, you could add, you could add via USB a two yeah. terabyte drive for like 60 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> I think the difference is when you're doing sort of like the cloud stuff. Well, maybe I can do that. I, I feel like, I feel like there's a reason why I had to have it internal, mm-hmm. but maybe I don't, maybe I can just add an external drive and it will do the same thing. I know with Google drive, you can't sync an external drive because it, if you disconnect it, it gets all screwy. So maybe that was my reasoning, but uh, I got to look into that. But I do, I do want one of these little Mac Minis. I think that. Uh, so what? What will it? So you're definitely not looking at it right now. But what? What would change your mind? Actually, uh, I got to do the math. You know, see like what I would do with it, and also like the specs, like the base specs. Yeah. I just I don't really want. You yeah. know, and like so immediately I've got to upgrade all this stuff. I mean, it comes with. 128 gigabyte drive <laughs> no on, way not for 800 bucks that's come insane on. right so i'd much rather get a, a much rather get an imac which you know let's see for uh let's see what that comes with standard uh let's see 21.5 this is uh one terabyte hard drive standard for 1100 bucks yeah dude so to, that's that's way better yeah so we talked about the mac mini bunch i think also you had shared how your wife thought you were a hoarder and then you kind of talked about your photos and how you have to keep every single photo. And I think um, your wife might be onto something, Rich. I just, you know, <laughs> if, there, if there's a tech intervention here that we need to talk about, uh, that could be another day in time. But I just want to bring it to the forefront that there might be something there. 
I think you're right. I think you're <laughs> right. But uh, no, you know what happened one time? I, I screwed up with my photo collection and I'll never forget looking. I needed a picture of my kid when he was first born. Uh-huh. And so I looked up the date of his birth on Google Photos and nothing was there. And I literally was like, oh, no, this is really <laughs> bad. And so I went through and I looked up some other dates that I knew I took pictures on and they were all gone. And I realized when I had migrated one of my Google Photos like accounts, I had forgotten to like take in a whole bunch of pictures. And I went skirt looking on all these drives I had around my house. I finally found them. I, but that's my reality, Brian. Is mm-hmm. I'm still not convinced I have all my pictures in one place. And that's why. But the rest of, the rest of my house is quite clean. So <laughs> not like... Not like I keep a ton of stuff, just the tech stuff. It's I, digital, I, I'll, digital hoarder. I'll hold you. I'll hold you to that. Uh, let's talk like iPad Pro. I'm a huge iPad Pro fan and junkie, just more than anything because of its screen size. I don't. I, at the same time, though, I'm not the guy who uses the iPad Pro as a computer replacement. Like I right. do have a keyboard case for it, but I rarely actually bring that out when I'm when I'm on the go. I I'm not using it as a workhorse. And when I say workhorse, look the fine. The most you could do is like type in things on Google Docs or Notes. That's, you know, from a productivity standpoint. The iPad Pro itself, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but there was like a, they released the Geekbench scores of its actual performance yesterday. And basically it pretty much outperforms the iPad Pro from last year by twice as much. And it's just a hair behind what the current MacBook Pro can do from a performance standpoint, which I thought was like a really a big eye opener just from one year to the next year, basically be like a twice as fast. I know they like throw those numbers around, but was there anything that stuck out for you, whether it was good or bad about the iPad pro? Yeah. The fact that this is, this is the computer to get nowadays. Mm-hmm. So here's the deal, Brian, I know you, you're kind of like in the same line as me. We're producing a lot of content, right? You're, yep. you're editing videos, you're editing podcasts, you know, all that kind of stuff which is historically been kind of tough to do on an iPad or a tablet. It's getting better. Um, but the reality is if you want to kind of hunker down and, and crank out a YouTube video, you're going to do it on final cut on your laptop. Right. Yeah. But for 95% of America who that is not an issue for, if I'm a business person, I'm doing spreadsheets, I'm doing email 99% of the time I'm surfing the web. Then I'm watching Netflix later on when I'm done with all my work. This is the computer to get, if you ask me. I do not want a laptop anymore because, number one, wow, I love the touchscreen. Awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love the flexibility. And you're getting two in one. And I get it. The Surface does it. But the difference between this and the Surface is that the iPad has amazing apps for both entertainment um, and productivity, which, you know, it's, it's just really becoming that total package. It's really expensive. But the reality is so is a MacBook if you get it the way you want it. And this kind of is much more flexible. Yeah, I mean, just so I'm in, I'm in love with this thing as the future of computers. I'm in love with the iPad. Do you know that song that I'm referencing or no? It's okay uh, if you don't. Yeah, I know. I know the song you're talking about. <laughs> I was gonna. I was be like, come on, sing it with me. Or, no, you don't have to sing it. Was you, iPad in the original words? No, no, okay. I, I don't. I, it was a white product though, but it wasn't. Yeah, it, they weren't saying iPad. They weren't. Okay. Um, the iPad Pro. The, you know, the thing that I also found kind of surprising to me, and I don't know about surprising, but what I really liked is, look, we actually kind of knew about 90% already of what this iPad Pro was going to bring. But I don't know about you, but I was actually, I was still impressed by what they delivered, at least from 
a presence presentation standpoint and whenever i get wowed by a product that we kind of already know about it, and maybe it's because i'm a fan of the actual product i think that's kind of hard to do but apple can sometimes still pull that out like hey yeah you know everything about it we're going to show you that extra stuff you didn't know and you're still going to like it I agree, but I think the biggest thing that really surprised me is the move to USB-C. Mm-hmm. And I know we had heard a lot of rumors about this, yeah. but come on, Brian, you're telling me that they're not going to move the iPhone to USB-C. I mean, they sort of have to at this oh, point. Yeah. It seems crazy to think they wouldn't do that. And I like it because, I mean, it's kind of sad to me because I think it's amazing for what Apple has built with Lightning. I mean, think about it. No other company in the world could have a proprietary connector <laughs> on their device for this long, right? Yep, and they've it's had true. two. It's true. Lightning and the 30 pin. So, yep. I mean, that's amazing. But the fact that they're, this is what I like about the new Apple, is that they are adapting in very interesting but small ways mm-hmm. to sort of the ways of the world, right? And they're accepting the fact that USB-C is a pretty good standard and they're building that in. And I like that. So, um, that was cool to me too. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people said, why didn't they do it? on the current iPhones and whatnot. And my, my, my reasoning to them, and it's probably what it is, is Apple really only changes their design every two years. So I didn't expect to see, do you think they're going to all of a sudden scrap everything kind of, kind of jump, jump it and just say like, okay, we're going to make it a lot harder to figure out how to incorporate USB-C in this design from a year ago or wait for every two year cycle. And then we'll get USB-C like you're right on the money. We're going to see it at the next iPhone. And I don't think, I think for now, it's. I think what's also kind of interesting with the iPad Pro is that it uses USB-C. Your phones use Lightning, so uh, there's going to be a little. You might have to have a little extra dongle there if if you're using headphones like that. USB-C dongle, Lightning dongle, is 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 dongle city, baby. You got to have a lot of dongles when you're <laughs> using these products. But it's funny because my my uh, microphone right now is plugged into my computer with a with a dongle because I've got my MacBook Pro with the okay, USB-C. Yeah. And then I've got the old school, the microphone uses the old school USB-A. So I've got that to see into the laptop. But here's what I've noticed, Brian. Mm-hmm. And this is what I've done personally. I've actually, um, because my MacBook is USB-C, I've gone online and sort of ordered all the cables that are yep. that are whatever to USB-C. So I've got my lightning to USB-C. I've got a micro, a USB-C micro. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, usb micro to, to USB-C, which is, you know, to charge all those old legacy devices. Yep. Like I've got a hot spot that still has the old school micro USB. Um, what else do I have? I've got USB-C to USB-C, which I guess in the future will be kind of the standard. But, you know, it's it could be done. But yeah, there's going to be a, a, a little bit of a curve here for people. And you're right about Apple not changing the design. There's no way they're going to cram a USB-C into a the design they already have. So you're right. The next design, which is already on someone's desk at Apple as a prototype has got the USB-C and it will be a little bit of a change for people. But I think overall in the scheme of things, it probably will be a good thing. Here's my biggest uh, question about that. And I know we're getting off the news. No, 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 this is fine. I was thinking about this the other day. So one of the most amazing magical pieces of the puzzle with the iPhone is how it works in cars across America, right? And across Mm -hmm. the world, because think about it. They adapted that legacy iPod functionality, whereas when you put your phone in your car and you plug it in, your car sort of like reads the iPod kind of settings on there, yeah. which it plays your music automatically. It's got all those things. With USB-C, I'm not sure that's a thing. Like I'm not sure they can write that program to carry over mm-hmm. um, because I know my Android devices are terrible when it comes to the car connection, right? 
Mm -hmm. Um, Music doesn't automatically play. It doesn't integrate into the system as well. So I'm curious if that's going to be an issue with the iPhone and that might keep them from uh, from really progressing that thing for maybe one more cycle. I don't know. You know, uh, what you also kind of talked about earlier is, dude, I didn't know how many dongles you had. Like you're living in the dongle life. Did that bother you or you kind of just accept it and you're like, it will get better because it's that's a lot. Honestly, it's kind of, for example, me, I just have you know, one single dongle coming out of my MacBook Pro that has all the connectors I need. But it's still there's times where I'm like looking around when I need a even something as simple as transferring a video from an SD card. I'll be like, wait, where did I put where did I put that? Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, find it, plug it in, then put in the card. Does that still bother you a little bit that or you're just like, I'm okay with it? No, no, it bugs me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I did not. I loved my old MacBook, which I had know. actual connections on it. And this is the thing. And I know this conversation's been had a million times. Yeah, yeah. But like pro users like yourself and myself, we we go pro for a reason, right? You're working with SD cards. You're working with headphones. You're working with a lot of different things connected to your computer, multiple devices. So that's the other thing. I, on my MacBook, I only have the one with two because I didn't want the Touch ID. My two little USB-C ports are so close to each other, mm-hmm. you can't plug in two things with adapters. Now you have to get an adapter to plug in the other. I mean, it's such a pain, and it's stuff that, like, you know, the pro community, and I get it. It's probably small, but the reality is it is there, and there's a reason why people buy pros. If you don't need – if you're not creating video content or editing photos, go with a MacBook or go with the new MacBook Air, right? You don't mm-hmm. need the pro. There's a reason why you get that extra horsepower why you pay that premium, and I don't think Apple's delivering on that right now. You know, also, Ree, we know both the Apple of old that kind of it felt like that they actually tended to cater to the pro and then let that trickle down to, like, the consumer where they would always, you know, Apple's identity was creatives use this, creative professionals use this, and it would kind of trickle down the, the general consumer of, hey, general consumer, you can be creative on our platform because professionals that are creative use our platform we're like the go-to to get i i look at the ipad pro and yes it is going to be kind of like their it's their look at the future of what a computer should be in their mind but at the same time those pro apps we saw the preview of adobe photoshop which i've been like drooling for a pro level app like that on it um i know there's others like affinity pro that i actually use that's really good but is is Apple throws the pro name in their products, but I don't feel like they re- they don't prioritize the pro anymore at all. I mean, they're so no, big now. They, it's, and they so when I see a product like this as iPad Pro, if they really cared about the pro, they've had three generations of iPad Pros to do it. I feel I would have hoped by now that we would have seen something like a final cut on the iPad, like a logic on the iPad. Just even one pro app from Apple on the iPad would at least tell me like, hey, guys, uh, we are looking out for you, but but they aren't doing that. I mean, Adobe might beat them to the punch to get a professional yeah. level app on their own hardware. Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of leaning. I've noticed this though, but this is also good for them. And this is again kind of back to my old point: is they are leaning on these third party companies more mm-hmm. heavily than ever. Mm-hmm. And I think when they're when they're bringing people up on stage to show off Photoshop, and they had Microsoft uh, years ago to show off Office. I mean, that's pretty wild to think what, you know, that's a, that's a total change. You know, it mm-hmm. used to be, they come up on stage and they would show, uh, what's it? I work, I pages or whatever, <laughs> and whatever crap that nobody <laughs> in their right mind is using. And you'd sit through those 30 minutes of showing how great it is. And it's like, come on, nobody's using that. Like, come on. Um, but, uh, I agree. I think it used to be education and 
creative was sort of their mm-hmm. Trojan horse into the bigger market. But now once they found the iPhone, they reached the average person. Now it's like, you know, that halo effect that they call it, where you buy other products, that's their entire business right now. Oh my gosh, I love this iPhone. Wait, why would I buy this when I can get this cool iPad Pro that does all this stuff and it works just as beautifully as my iPhone? Yeah, I mean, there's some trade-offs there, but the reality is that that's where they're making their money. They're, they're a consumer business at this mm-hmm, point, mm-hmm. and they no longer need to lean on the educational business or even the pro business. I mean, pro just means that it's a their best version of whatever that is. You know, the iPad Pro is the best, yeah, right? But most people can do it with the, with the iPad. Yeah, the, the other thing that, you know, I'm curious from your perspective and, you know, people may or may not know, you know, we love and we talk about as just tech people, you can't not talk about Apple, but also there's a lot of other things going on. Um, did you get a play? I'm not putting, trying to put you on the spot, but did you get a play with the OnePlus 6T yet at all? Yeah, that's actually, um, yeah, I, I, so I went to the launch event. That was the day before. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, right. It's all City. They changed the date yes. of their event because yes. Apple and them first had, Apple was like being, you know, Apple flexing their muscle. Oh, yeah, uh, OnePlus 6T, you're doing your announcement on the 30th. Yeah, we don't care. We're going to do ours on the 30th. <laughs> OnePlus T is like, yeah. okay, uh, we'll move it a day before. That sucks. Dude, that's such a dick, that, that's such a dick move. <laughs> oh, it's so, it, that really sucks because here's the deal. You know, OnePlus uh, has a lot of like um, fans that go to their events, you know, that mm-hmm. get like tickets and stuff. So I'm guessing that a lot of those people bought tickets and had to change their flights. Oh I don't know. Gosh. But the reality is uh, kudos to OnePlus for sort of adjusting. So I was on the phone with them and I was talking to them about coming out. I was like, I can't I can't make it out there because I've got this. Uh, anyway, long story short, I couldn't believe that they changed the date, but it was <laughs> sort of cool. And they, and they had to. I mean, obviously yeah. they had to. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I presented the OnePlus 6T on KTLA this morning. Mm-hmm. And Brian, I will tell you, it's really sad to me that these companies cannot get any sort of traction with the mainstream media because um, you, even you, you sheepishly asked me, hey, um, did you did you happen to get any time with the OnePlus? Like, you know, like it's not a given. Like I cover tech. Of course, I'm going to sit there with the OnePlus 6T and, I, you know, I'm putting it through its paces. But the reality is it's almost like this afterthought for any other company besides Apple. And I watched the anchors as I showed them this like amazing new feature where you put your fingerprint on screen and it unlocks. And they literally are just like, thanks, Rich. Like not even like a question of like, you know. <laughs> how does it work? Is that, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How is that? How come nobody else is doing this? It's just like, uh, my, the anchor actually off asked me off air. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Doesn't everyone just buy an iPhone? He's like, wow. I'm not sure why someone wouldn't buy an iPhone. And I had to explain like, there's, you know, I get it. Like that is the common mentality for like 99% of people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I share too much, but the reality is yes, I played with <laughs> 60. I've been using it. Um, not as a primary driver, but as you know, just sort of checking it out. And I think this is OnePlus's biggest, biggest chance to make a dent in America right now because mm-hmm. they've got the, the one-two punch. They've got T-Mobile, which is the first time, and T-Mobile representatives in those stores are going to start recommending that phone like crazy, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. because it's cheap and it does everything most people need. Um, and the second thing is it's got Verizon, which I know they're not selling it at Verizon, but nerds like myself who have Verizon – and previously discounted the OnePlus because I was like, I can't use it on my network. Now I do have an option for that. And I'm not saying I'm switching, but it does offer a lot of folks some opportunity there. So, And it's a great device. I really think, I mean, I'm putting that thing up against the Pixel and the mm-hmm. iPhone. And I think in some cases the camera's better than the um, 
the selfie camera at least is better than the Samsung. So I think OnePlus did a nice job. Well, I know that uh, you would be testing the selfie camera first, even before the phone. Just because <laughs> I know. <laughs> just because I. Is there another camera on there? <laughs> you know the the la- the the change in your laugh total told a lot to me it, it can confirmed what i what i my suspicions man <laughs> i never everyone always says rich how come you never test the back camera so like, they don't aim my face rich selfie demiro rich on selfies rich on selfies so um also kind of you know can you tell people where they can find your work i mean you're you do amazing stuff and i will i just want to throw it out there just to let people know like i always l- love good peeps and Rich, you were there for me when I did this transition and we went out to lunch and got a catch up. And I will, you know, I, I always have told you this, but I really appreciated that. Like it was just a good kick in the butt. And also like we just got to hang out and catch up, which we really never have. So I do want to say thank you for that because that was just awesome. Like just, just as a human being, right? That was just awesome, man. I really appreciated that. Thanks. I'm glad that I was able to. Brian comes up to me and he's like, Rich, you know, this whole thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> What, what what are you talking about? Go go do your thing. This is your chance to, to shine. Like come on, and you know he's sitting there. He's got his little resume ready to go for like CNN, and oh, come you know, on. he's ready to submit that paper to like you know. He's like, I think I'm gonna become a stockbroker. I'm like, dude, Brian, <laughs> come on. You gotta you gotta do your thing. Do your own podcast. Do your own YouTube. Uh, and it wasn't exactly like that, but the reality yeah. is, you know. <laughs> it's scary to, to kind of go out on your own and do what you're doing, but you have proven with that hundred K YouTube, whatever they sent you. I mean, look at it, dude, you're living the, the dream right now. Um, and not to discount it, it is hard work and you know that. Yeah. Um, but look at, you're getting up early to do something like this. You're traveling for these shoots that you're doing, these top secret projects. I mean, <laughs> you got a lot going on and you're, and the thing is the key is consistency and, yep also doing something interesting, which is what you've proven to do. So um, obviously listen to Brian, do all his stuff. But if you care, you know, if you got some extra time in your day, of course you do my podcast. Of course <laughs> my podcast do. is uh, rich on tech. You can find it obviously in all the podcast players. Um, and then I've got my website, rich on Facebook.com slash rich on tech is where I share a lot of stuff too. So, you know, my full time job is KTLA, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the job that pays the bills. But I also like doing all this other social stuff on the side because, like I said earlier, I just want to reach people where they're mm-hmm. watching. You know, not everyone's watching TV at 5.45 a.m. when I'm on, right? Yeah. So I want to be on Facebook and I want to adapt my stories to the – some people only listen on the podcast, right? Yeah. Because that's where they know me from. Yeah. So it, it's a cool situation we're in these days. That's for sure. But, you know, you know, as we complement each other, like the thing that I always love and respect about you too is that not only – look, you're not only doing your TV stuff but like – you know, it's just kind of like in out your DNA and my DNA. Like we just love this stuff because, you know, I see you, you go to the events, you cover them for KTLA and then you freaking have like your own first look video for your own YouTube channel. And some of them blow up and do really well. And I mean, you're literally doing double work. And I'm just saying like, that is someone there's look, there's a lot of people that work for stations and work for certain websites and yeah, they can't do everything, but just to be like, hey, you know what? I'm still gonna do my own first look. I'm gonna reach people in other places. Oh yeah, and I have my job on top of that. Like that's just the love right there, bro. <laughs> it is, and believe me, I, I've actually never put a lot of effort into my YouTube page. So I, you know, because the reality is like Facebook is where I have a, a decent <laughs> following, <laughs> um, and I never concentrate on YouTube because 
it's just not that wasn't a growth area for me. But I do I do put some of my videos on there. I put most on on Facebook. But you're right. I mean, it's not. No one's asking me here to do it. In fact, I think most of the time they're just annoyed because my photographer is like, really rich? Now you're going to spend an hour doing this? Um, but the reality is it's so – like we're living in this world right now and you're, you're part of this is that the tools that we have at our disposal oh – I say God. this all the time – are just unprecedented. Ridiculous. It's unbelievable what you could do with your iPhone or an Android and a laptop and a and a, a computer or a tablet. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I didn't mention this, but Adobe Rush. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know if you've played with it, but it is phenomenal. And I've been using that a lot more. Um, and that's a great editing platform. I plunked down the ten bucks a month for that. Nice. But uh, it's so cool the fact that you can edit these little social media videos on your phone in such a new and unique way, uh, and on your desktop. But anyway, it's just if you're not, if you're loving this stuff like we do. It's such a fun time to be involved yeah. in this. It, it is insane because you and I kind of come from the old school generation, honestly, not to date us, but before YouTube was YouTube, you and I were there. Like, so we've literally seen this crazy evolution of how media has become like someone and people like us and people even much younger than us. Like a 10 year old kid has access to everything possible that their brain it's it's just really their brain that's going to stop them now, right? It's not it's yeah. not the and you're, you know the the media the access to media has been democratized where anyone can get to it. Yeah, in fact, and look at the Apple events as a great example of this. So uh, I sat next to this girl at the last two events at mm -hmm. OnePlus. I ha or no, sorry, Google. Actually, yeah, Google and OnePlus. I sat next to this girl. She's a 16 year old YouTuber, right? <laughs> and she does like unboxings and stuff. And then I saw her at the Apple event. So my point is, here's this girl, she's 16, right? She's got an audience of maybe 100,000 people mm -hmm. on YouTube, mm -hmm. um, but she's doing these videos, she's doing them consistently, and here's the best part, Brian. So I see her at the OnePlus, I see her, you know, I got to know her at the Google thing, I see her at the OnePlus, we say hi, whatever. Well, after the Apple event, now Apple did not give me the products to unbox, right? <laughs> I'm on her channel, guess who has the products right after the Apple event to unbox? Uh... I'm like, you, so my point is, She's getting access more so than a journalist that has 20 years of experience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because she identified something. She acted upon it. Apple realizes that she has an audience that they want to reach. Yep. And look at that. They're giving her access just as much as me, if not more, which yeah. is pretty amazing. Yeah, so, that is that is that is amazing. So um, anyway, these days you'll be invited, Brian. <laughs> Dude, Rich, so, OK, it is so hilarious because like. I'm in constant communication with, you know, you know how it is. Like, it's a little dance. It's, it is a little dance when, mm -hmm. you know, one day we'll look, if I get there, I get there. But at the same time, like I've told them, like, you know, I'm, they, they know my style of coverage, but it's, right. it's kind of nice. Like after I left the big red machine, you know, they instantly reached out to me and then I'm like, all right, I'll just build this. And if I, Rich, if I see you, I'll, I'll sit right next to you and I'll be like, mama, we made it. <laughs> yeah mama we made it and no i that does the, i don't have to, it's really interesting though also even when you talk about media like yes the devices drive views and stuff but you know i can do my own little live stream just as apple's doing theirs and kind of add a new layer of stuff and in a weird way right our jobs have been you know we get the benefit of these tech companies like without apple you know and without me falling in love with them and all their tech toys i'm like i wonder what would be that thing for me. It would be something else, right? Maybe it's comics. Maybe it's like sneakers. But it's just interesting. Like you know, I also at the same time, in a weird toys way, you open. Yeah, I, it's in a weird Easter way. Easter egg toys. Yeah, yeah. 
I do. I can like, see you having your own little channel where it's just your hands <laughs> opening up those little Easter egg toys the whole time. <laughs> maybe, 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 uh, maybe it's something I'll need to get on a new channel. Okay, a new, a new channel. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, Rich, hey, thank you so much, buddy. Like, I definitely will return the favor if if you want a little BTZ on Rich on Tech. I I have got your back. But thanks again for coming out and uh, for everyone that is listening. Check out Rich's stuff. Uh, amazing guy, but also just amazing work. So keep it up, bro. All right. Thanks, Brian. I'll have you on the podcast very soon. Yes, sir. All right. Thanks, Rich. All right. We are back in the land where my microphone is connected properly. Thanks so much again to Rich DeMiro. Always a pleasure and always give some great perspective and insight. And thanks to all of you who continue to support this show, whether you're listening, five-star reviewing it, telling your friends, and obviously supporting this at Patreon dot com slash brian tong at one dollar a month five dollars we've got up to 10 25 100 thank you so much uh, for allowing me to keep on doing this and we will continue to bring great stuff for you but that's your kind of bonus episode some cool perspective from rich and uh, we will be back next week with another episode of you know what the apple bits xl take care be safe peace